Are you a sheep? No. You're a dragon. Be a dragon. This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because girls don't play, girls games. Don't play games. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into their prime to be the role models, dreams and voices. Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Hearing, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, my name is Monica and with me today again is my lovely, amazing, hilarious, gorgeous, beautiful co-host Amanda. <laughs> oh, stop it, Monica. You are making me blush today. Maybe. I give my best. I just gave it my all and then I went ran out of vocabularies. It, it, well, it was very much appreciated because I've been having a bit of a downer today. So <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> no problem anytime. How are you doing? I mean, as you just said, you had a downer, but how uh, are you doing in general? In general, I'm doing pretty good. Thanks. How about yourself? Yeah, all good in the hood. How is geeky life? Geeky life. Honestly, I've not been doing too much this week. I've read some Harry Potter and played a bit of Final Fantasy. But other than that, I've not been doing too, too much. I've sunk some time into finishing up a puzzle that I'm going to put up in my office. Um, I haven't quite finished it yet, but working on it. And that's about it. I did tidy up my office again because it since it's not actually being used currently as an office, it kind of becomes the resident junk house. Um, <laughs> but I moved some things around and I discovered that I have kind of an obscene amount of stuffed animals that I have shipped over from Canada over the years. And you them over? Well, I've, I've been bringing them home with me. Like when I go back to my parents' house and they're like, Mandy, you really need to get your shit out of here. And I'm like, sorry, sorry. So I, I'm like almost, everything is almost empty from there. So but, you kidnap your stuffed animals from their actual home. Well, this is their home now. <laughs> well, that's well, what every kidnapped being <laughs> hears at some point. Yeah. But um, I took them off a shelf that they were on because I moved the shelf Um I, I just rearranged my house at the weekend and now they're all just displayed on my bed. Cause I was like, where the heck am I going to put these? So I just kind of stacked them on the bed that's in the office. And I, there must be about 30 there. And I'm like, I did not realize that there was this many stacked in these shelves. <laughs> nice. So I clearly have a bit of a problem. And um, do they all have names? They do. I can't remember a lot of them. Um, obviously there's like branded ones, Care Bears that have the names that they were wow. given on the show, but I also have my stuffed monkey collection. You have a stuffed monkey collection? Yes. Great. And I can't remember all of their names. <sighs> That's sad. It is really sad, but yeah, there's a lot of them. <laughs> nice. What about you? What geeky stuff are you up to? I beat Ganon. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but yay! <laughs> so I finished Zelda, basically. Great. Um, which is the first Zelda game I ever finished, so I'm pretty proud. Yeah, I think you should be. I wouldn't say how many, how many hours it took me, but 
I finished and I beat Ganon. And yeah, that was exciting. So now I finished the game, right? You, I still, there are so many shrines in the game. So there are like 120 shrines that you can do, which are like kind of riddly things, which is pretty cool. And I could still do them, right? Mm-hmm. But to do this again, I had to load the last game that I had, which had a star now, but it was before I beat Ganon. So now I'm annoyed. <laughs> they have to go back and do it again. No, I don't know. I think that's just how it goes because it had a star on it. So that's my assumption that that's the sign that I finished the game, basically. Mm. But he's still alive when I go back into the game. And that kind of pisses me off out of no sure reason. I'm not entirely sure why. Well, it's just like any game, like any RPG or any game online that we're playing. Like, Because you can kill them over and over again, right? So even though you've progressed in the story, if you go back and do that, they're still alive. And you're like, fucking killed you. Why are you still here? Why can I still do your raids? Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's that thing. Maybe it's because it was the overarching evil of everything and I killed it and it should be gone now. So yeah, that's just my problem. That I feel that I got rid of this ugly thing around Hyrule Castle and now it's still there. It's unsatisfying. Yeah. So I haven't started it again because I'm a bit annoyed with that. (laughs) Will you find something else to play? Or that. We'll see. Taking a break. Still have to go through Final Fantasy to be on top of my game when Shadowbringers comes out. Oh gosh, I know I haven't even started the first expansion. Like, I finished A Realm Reborn, but we're still doing all those linking quests. And but also, I feel like I'm never going to get there. <laughs> it's because the patch after A Realm Reborn or the patches are ridiculously many. Like, yeah. there are so many more quest lines um, in after A Realm Reborn than after all the other expansions that came out. So oh, that's, really? Oh, yeah. Like it was way quicker for me to go through hev- through Heaven's Word and the patches that are I'm in right now than it was for me to go through the patches after I'm reborn. Hmm. Or it felt yeah. like it, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it just felt like it, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah that's the current situation in Geeksville. Ge- Geeksville, Indiana. Geeksville, Indiana. <laughs> Geeksville, Austria. <laughs> So what are we talking about today? Today is another episode of Geek Girl in the News. Woo! Breaking news. That was that sound. That's what that sound was. Just in case you didn't know. I get it now. (laughs) It was Women's History Month in March. Yeah. So that's basically a good a good thing to start the March version of Geek Girls in the News with. Definitely, because we're all about women. We're all about women. I'm not sure if it's International Women's History Month, but... I think so. Is it? Yeah, but it's something so. that's came from, like, it stems from America, according yeah. to my research. We'll just but say that it's international. We women's make it international, for sure. Yeah. So it was... Uh, presidential proclamation that was set in the 1980s so basically in 1980 that will still make it 1970 the end of the 1970s but it was in 1980 so the women's history month began as a local celebration in santa rosa in california 
it's interesting that it's called Rosa Santa Rosa, considering maybe it has to do with Rosa Parks, but who the fuck knows? That's just rumor that they're making up right now on the go. <laughs> yeah, and they first started out with uh, Women's History Week in 1978, because it did start with International Women's Day, so that's around like March 8th. So it, there is something international in celebrating women as well. And it did spread across the country. And that's when President Jimmy Carter gave it like national recognition, declared it National Women's History Week. And it got upgraded later on <laughs> to the National Women's History Month. And it sounds pretty nice what he's saying right there. I'm going to read you that quote. Um, because Carter said, From the first settlers who came to our shores, from the first American Indian families who befriended them, men and women have worked together to build this nation. Too often the women were unsung and sometimes their contributions went unnoticed. But the achievements, leadership, courage, strength and love of the women who built America was as vital as that of the men whose names we know so well. Doesn't that sound nice? That is really nice. But we haven't come very far since the 1980s. No. In fact, we've maybe gone the other way. Some cases, probably. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's nice to hear that recognition in some parts, but sometimes words seem to just be words, mm. which is kind of sad. But we still celebrated because March is officially over soon. Women's History Month in, oh, in March, I mean. And we found an article of Huffington Post, which I found really interesting, so I'm going to ask you the same question. Because they showed us a few books of women during history, or interesting books written by women that you think should, or that they think we should know. Uh, and I was wondering, what do you think, what kind of books our listeners should know that are written by women? Ooh, it's a good one, right? Okay. To be fair, when I looked at the Huffington Post's list, I had only read one myself, so I'm going to be checking out a lot of those. And that was The Diary of Anne Frank. I didn't even read that, I have to say. It's heavy. So I think that everyone should read. We're, we'll go like super you know, grade nine English class kind of thing here. But I genuinely think that everyone should read Harper Lee's To Kill a Mockingbird mm -hmm. because it deals with a lot of issues um, about like growing up with like in a family and dealing with a neighbor who's maybe a bit different from like everyone else and mm -hmm. like just, just how, to, how to deal with diversity. Um, and like, it's just a really strong book. So that's definitely one that I say everyone should read. One that I haven't read yet is actually My Own Words by Ruth Bader Ginsburg. It's sitting on my shelf downstairs and is going to be my next read after I finish Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. So I'm quite excited for that one because she is one of the first women onto the, the Supreme Court of America mm -hmm. and has been super influential in women's rights throughout like her entire life. So hearing and reading her autobiography, I'm very excited for it. What about you, Monica? So I wrote down two things. One is um, Roxane Gay's Hunger. Roxane Gay's a uh, feminist, you could say. And she's heavily overweight. But in her book, Hunger, 
she writes about her relationship with her body and how um, and why she treats it the way she treats it. Hmm. And I'm not going to spoil anything because I don't know how public knowledge everything is. That was really interesting. It was a really interesting read for me and especially in a society where thin is always best and skinny is the way to go and a lot of body shaming and fat phobia is out there. It's actually a really interesting book to read. That's one I would recommend. And I read, and I have no idea honestly how to pronounce her last name, but Malala, the girl who was basically attacked by the Taliban because she was educate, her parents allowed her to educate herself and everything. Is she UN ambassador? She is. Or, yeah. So her book, I Am Malala, is the one I read as well, and is also really interesting from her point of view. I'll definitely have to look that one up. How to live in a country that's written um, with (laughs) all the tragedies that it's written with and try to um, get education as a girl Mm. was super interesting to read as well. So that I would also recommend to our listeners. Nice. I would actually, I have another author, not necessarily a specific book, but an author that I think everyone should read. And that's Jeanette Winterson. She's Mm -hmm. um, a feminist and she's a lesbian, and she is a, a wonderful writer that ties both of her identities into her books. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, books that really impacted me were Orange is Not the Only Fruit and The Stone Gods. So if you see them in your local bookshop or library, definitely, definitely give some Jeanette Winterson your attention because she is worth it, and I think you'll like them. Listeners, what are your favorite books by badass females? We'd love if you wrote in and let us know. So what else is new? Well, I think in along the same theme of badass women, we need to talk about NASA. Because yes. NASA has is launching for the very first time in NASA's history an all-female crew to conduct a spacewalk at the International Space Station. Ooh. Isn't just the two astronauts who are Anne McLean and Christina Koch this is also ground control. They're all amazing, badass women. In my head, I just sang ground control to Major Tom. <laughs> yeah, sorry. this is going to be... Uh, ground control to Major McClane. No, she's one of the astronauts. She's not ground control. But the ground control... Oh, no, yeah. Control ground control to Anne McClane. <laughs> and Christina Koch. So I think the coolest thing about this all-female spacewalk is that they didn't go out with the intention to create an all-female spacewalk. They chose, obviously, the most qualified people or the people that they thought were best for this job. And it just so happens that it was, like, four amazing women. The two astronauts plus uh, the flight controller, Kristen... Oh, Kristen, I I apologize. I might butcher your name here. Kristen Fatuol who is from the Canadian Space Agency. Mm-hmm. And I said four, but I'm pretty sure I meant to say three. So that's really cool. Um, the spacewalk is going to last for about seven hours and is actually, if everything is still going according to their plan, is on the day that this episode releases. So definitely like listen to this and then go and check out the spacewalk for yourself. I do like that. 
Yeah. It's so on point. It is, isn't it? So good. It was about time, 2019 people. I know. Because there's some like amazing female astronauts, right? Obviously. All these occupations, like if you talk astronaut or if you talk uh, pilots, that's always a difficult, generally a difficult job to get. It took women a long time to conquer these areas of expertise, basically, because they weren't given the space. So now that they were given the space, literally, it's cool that it's turned out like this. And as we see, we can work together pretty well often. Yeah, definitely. And I think this is very much in line with what we say a lot, like what we want to work towards is not having to say a female astronaut, a female scientist, a female Mm -hmm. game developer. It's like, no, they're just an astronaut. They're a game developer. They're a scientist, regardless of what gender they are. Mm. So it's it's just amazing. And it's, I'm so excited for, for this to happen. Same opportunities for everyone. That's yeah. what we want. And speaking of firsts, we can move into our next topic, which is about esports. Woo! Woohoo! The video game NBA 2K has drafted their first woman onto their esports league. Which is amazing. So cool. It took me a while to realize that it's actually a video game. I have to be very honest about this. <laughs> I thought for a second an actual basketball player got more money now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not wrong because she's playing basketball as well. Yes. Like, in real life. All right, to be honest, when I first, like the first read, I was like, oh my God, a woman is joining the NBA. And then I was like, oh, no, no, NBA 2K. And I was like, that's a different thing. But it, it, I thought the same thing. I'm glad that I'm not the only one in that boat. <laughs> you are not. So Chiquita Evans is the first woman drafted. And she has been drafted into the Golden State Warriors. She's the first female pro in the sport and she is one of 126 players who are going to be making between 33,000 and 37,000 American dollars for a season of esports gaming, plus benefits and team housing. Like what? So, Chiquita is moving from Chicago to the San Francisco Bay Area to join her new team. 126 players, and they all get paid the same amount of money? Well, there's like a four grand difference, but yeah. Well, but per year, it's still pretty good. I mean, pretty it's good. Per season as well. So it depends as well how many oh, seasons. Per season? Yeah. Like if there's more than one season a year, I don't actually know the way that, that 2K is run. But if there's more than one season a year, that's that's going to be really good money. Oh, per season? I didn't even... Uh, oh, that didn't thing in my brain. Yeah. Oh, nice. But also, if you, I mean, because I know that the Americas can be pretty expensive, especially when you're around California and everything. So that team housing is included as well. That's not very, not badly paid. Mm-hmm. Cool. Should so, she staying with 126, five other people? No. <laughs> no, no. She's only staying with her team. Um, I, however many is on the team. On the rooster, on their page, it has six people. And she's the oldest one. The oldest one. Yeah. Hmm. So the youngest one is, uh, there are two, there are 19. Uh, One that is 20 and two, there are 21. And she's 30. Is she? Yeah. Wow. So basically you're never too old to make it into. Into um, esports if you're kicking ass and taking names. 
Yeah, because my boyfriend often says he's too old for it because the younger people are obviously quicker with everything. So that we just established is a lie. Yeah. (laughs) But what I totally like about the fact is like about Chiquita, Chiquita, I don't know, um, is that she basically said that she trained in a co-ed team where five of its 12 players were women. Mm -hmm. So she has been playing in a team that has been has a strong female representation in there. But she hasn't been without sexual harassment and sexist remarks while gaming. She says in this article from ESPN, she said, I've had sexual remarks, but towards me, I get told I should be back in the kitchen. 2K is not for women. I've had that. There's no question about that. Mm. So now that she's been drafted into the the big leagues, it's time to be able to show them what a girl can do. I love that quote of that guy who said, male, female, dog, cat, frog, I don't care. (laughs) That said, Alexander Bernstein, who is a returning uh, player with the 76ers gaming. Yeah. So He went on to say as well, if you're the best in the world, I feel like you deserve to be able to play. Yeah, for sure. Which... It's just what we're saying. I think that we should rename our show. (laughs) We have said this before. Oh, we told you so. (laughs) I really don't get why there is so much envy often when women get to a point where they get specific things. Maybe it's just because they want it so bad and they don't think we deserve it. Mm -hmm. But I don't know why the brotherhood is more important than the fact of you just being not good enough. Like, it's not... It's not that the women get uh, qualify themselves because they are women, but because they do a good job. And it's no reason for you to be jealous about that if you don't make it to the top league. No. And 2K isn't the only esport that has a lack of women and diversity. Like League of Legends and Overwatch League, they both have only just ever had one female player. And, well... As we talked about before, <laughs> was the Overwatch League's player even female? <laughs> yeah. So a lot of drama. So I enjoy. I like that she made that. I uh, like that she made it there, and I totally dig that she's actually a physical fitness enthusiast and an esports player. So those two don't roll each other out. <laughs> mm-hmm. So congratulations, Keita Evans, and we're really excited to watch your career. Yes, we are. Yeah. Talking about having females in a role that they haven't done before, well, that wasn't as smooth as <laughs> I intended it to be. It was like you were trying so hard there. It was almost. I was, yeah, I was trying too hard. It should be easier than this. But what am I saying? What am I talking about? Brie Larson. <laughs> Our current and maybe forever girl crush. She's making her directorial debut. With a movie with the most perfect name of all times. It's called Unicorn Store. Unicorn Store. And not only do is it her um, directing de- debut, she's also starring as a main actress in the role. Yeah. And we see her together again with Samuel L. Jackson, mm-hmm. which excites me, I have to say. I know. It's like their third or fourth movie together, and I just think it's amazing. Apparently, they've like really bonded and have quite a friendship together. I just recently watched the Jimmy Kimmel show where she was on. They're actually really good friends, yeah. 
or yeah. that's what they say. I mean, who knows? I don't but, know. They seem to be, and like they definitely have chemistry when you see them on screen together. It was really hilarious in Captain Marvel, and I'm curious about Unicorn Store. Yeah, it, it's coming to Netflix on April 5th, and I am like counting down the days. April 5th will once again be a good day. I'm really excited. I just hope they air it on my part as well, my part of the world. Yeah, so if you haven't seen the trailer for Unicorn Store yet, definitely go and find it. We actually linked it on our Facebook page the other day because it is just the most fun trailer ever. And it's about like a woman in her 20s, maybe early 30s, who doesn't, she's not ready to grow up, I think, basically. And she wants a unicorn. And like her parents tell her she needs to focus on something better and... I don't know. It seems it seems awesome and it seems like the perfect coming of age story. Yeah, coming of age story and the feeling that I got from the trailer is it's sometimes difficult in society to embrace your weirdness yeah. and to embrace what makes you happy because everybody else thinks that's not appropriate or that's not appropriate to your age and you're already over 30, you shouldn't be interested in unicorns or gaming or whatever. It's just something that I added. Um, <laughs> unicorn is valid for the story. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's something that will, or at least that's my hope, um, also a way of dealing with how to be different in the world and how to embrace what makes you happy. And how to love yourself because we don't love each other, love ourselves enough. Oh, no, we do not. The unicorn store is definitely going to help us with that, I hope. Mm -hmm. Or at least it will be good entertainment. For sure. I can't wait. Mark your well, calendars, friends. Netflix, April 5th. Dun, dun, dun. We need more special effects on this show. Do we go? <laughs> no, we don't. No. <laughs> we make the best ones ourselves anyway. Yeah. We don't need a soundboard. But it would be kind of hilarious. It would be no. amazing. I, I actually think that... We shouldn't get one because we would abuse it. Oh, yeah, we would abuse it. Totally abuse it, for sure. Continuing from something that we've covered a few episodes ago is the fact that now the last fan fest has happened for Final Fantasy at the end of March. Yeah, it has been confirmed that the Viera, the race of bunnies in Final Fantasy XIV, that they are only going to be released as female. So there was rumor and talk and speculation that the male bunny race would would be released as well, but it's confirmed no. It's confirmed that there is no male Viera, but they also announced an all-male class, which is called the... I have no idea of this, this pronunciation. I want to say it's Hrothgar. Yeah, I would have gone with that, yeah. Yeah. It's Hrothgar. It's very difficult. <laughs> and that's male only. So now I've watched this video of the Hrothgar. It sounds like someone needs to say bless you after that. Um, Hrothgar. <laughs> Hrothgar. And I am not convinced, honestly. I'm not convinced. No, they don't, to me, look like that cool of a race. I'm like, eh. Mm. Mm. It had like one had a horn on the head, hadn't he? So it's yeah. basically it looks a bit like it has like a a animal cat. It's a cat face, like leopard face. See, yeah, right, cat face. See a bit with a horn. I saw one with a horn. 
Whatever, it's Final Fantasy. You can make new whatever they want, apparently. But apparently, the producer, Naoki Yoshida, so Yoshi P, for those who, who, who know what we're talking about, they claim to be loyal to the actual story of Final Fantasy XII. So that's where the Viera generally comes from. And they say the male Vieras do not show themselves in public. So they now in Final Fantasy XIV, they stick to that lore. Uh, and that's why they only offer a female option. But they apparently are open to feedback from the community uh, according this gender, what's called? Gender law. There are actually threads on the Final Fantasy forum to support, show support for male Viera and female Hrothgars. Mm-hmm. But Yoshi P is hesitant to make any changes until he gets a lot of fan feedback on, on it. Yeah. So if you have any strong feelings about this, either way, hop on to those threads. We will put them in the show notes. Yeah. And don't be a troll. No. Give them proper arguments why you think a male Viera and a female Hrothgar. <laughs> it does sound horrible, doesn't it? It sounds as horrible as he looks, to yeah. be honest. I have like, it actually really scared me a bit, the Hrothgar. Because I recall a movie when I was a kid or a series where someone had this kind of facial feature and that scared me a lot. So I'm actually not too thrilled about the Hrothgar. Ooh. I can just see you running away and your little Lalafell running the other direction when they come up to you. That's what I will do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's 2019 Square Enix. So that's having these gender locks is not reasonable for me to have in 2019. No, I agree. And since they're also not visually gender neutral, so they are obviously gender binary and stuck with these two genders, then that's also that that's basically my problem. Either have a gender neutral class who you can't pick the gender for well, or like yeah, or have uh, not only reduce races to to two genders because it has nothing to do with each other and i don't think that it's not possible to create or that it's so much more difficult to create a male version and the female version of what you've just created true yoshida said we want to review all the feedback that players gave the bottom line is that the addition of races takes quite a lot of cost it's really quite an undertaking so it all comes down to cost. But then skip one race and make two genders for one race. Yeah. Because in the last, it's not that there is a new class, a new race for every expansion. Yeah. And I mean, I get that. Do I though? Do I get it? I would like to know from a, from a game developer. Maybe we need a game developer to come on the show and chat with us about this yes we do so if you know a game developer or you are a game developer and you'd like to come on and talk about how easy it is to make characters in video games hit us up send us a message or you can join us on our discord yeah we would love to have you over there it's not specific to geek herring it is part of the dragon powered studios network but you can find it at geekcaring.com forward slash discord and join a whole bunch. I think there's like 
there's at least 50 people in the Discord and it's growing every day. We're getting new members every single day. And who knows, you might find your new best gaming friend there. And every podcast in the network has its own channel as well. Yeah. So join us over there. We will be happy to have you. Indeed. And last but not least, listeners, if you have been enjoying listening to Geek Caring, please head on over to iTunes and give us a wee review because iTunes reviews save lives. I think that should be a t-shirt. Make it so. (laughs) I can make it so. (laughs) We can say iTunes reviews save fishes. Yeah. Save the herring. (laughs) Um, But seriously, every review is amazing and it helps our show get more visibility. Yes. And that's what we want. And that's what you want because then we can produce more awesomeness for you. Yeah. Cool. So that was a quickie this time. Our March episode of Geek Girls in the News. But there hasn't been a lot of drama in March. Well, n- not drama that we haven't already covered. We, there was actually some big drama, but we well, made it them into their own shows. <laughs> but we still want to bring you all the best Geek Girl in the News stories. So we hope you enjoyed this week and we'll see you again next week for a very special 25th episode of Geek Caring. Which we will not tell you too much about yet. No spoilers. No spoilers. Thanks for listening, people. Tune in next week. Bye. Bye. If you like this episode of Geek Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Caring and over on geekcaring.com. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.